We're going to kick off GBU Tuesday a little early on this Monday night, but we're going to air it on Tuesday if you tend to get up way, wee hours in the morning. We're going to talk about GBU and all the good, bad, and ugly things that happened with North Carolina, Miami, Duke, and all the things in between. I don't know what's going on in Coral Gables, but it feels like we might as well have kept Manny Diaz. Maybe Alexander could talk about it, but we'll, we'll use Ken Gibbs to suffice. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locks on ACC. I am Candace Cooper, your daily host, joined by weekly round of folks each and every day. So happy to have Kenton Gibbs pinch hitting for us on this Monday evening slash Tuesday night. If you're watching live on Monday night, thanks for joining. If you are listening here on this Tuesday, glad to have you making you us your first listen each and every day. Download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts, and especially on that YouTube channel, we're so close to 800. I can almost taste it. So we just need you guys to help us keep climbing. Ultimately, the goal is 1,000 so we can do all the things. Kenton Gibbs, I love how you have your NC State shirt on. I decided I was going to like rep the set today. So we're good to go. What's going on? Again, you know, fair weather fans like you make me sick. You know, <laughs> if you didn't know what there was going to be early in the season, and you wasn't rocking with them. I am a thousand percent will go on record saying I only commit to North Carolina when they're doing well at this point because it's better for my emotional attachment. Like well, if I'm too up and down, I start to be a fan and we clearly don't have fan podcasts around here. So well, you know what? I I'll, I'll I'll say this. Uh only committing only committing when they're good is very expected. It's very on brand for a North Carolina fan. So we we're we're in the money there. We're in the money there. But as I get older, what? I'm getting myself to the wine and cheese crowd more and more. And that's fine by me. Fine by me. Give me give me something to cheer about. In in all fairness, being an NC State fan as perpetually disappointed by this should have been our year is it's <laughs> kind of been my thing as of late. So I guess I'm joining you right in that boat of being typical fans of our school. You know, it helps better for your conscience if you just like let it go until they like make you do something that really gets you excited. Just don't, don't care. You know, don't, don't wear shirts, don't root for, just, just don't do anything. I'm telling you, it makes for better time. But as you sit here talking about good, bad, and ugly for the coastal teams each and every Tuesday, we're going to focus on the good and start out with the bang. North Carolina had a bye week, but they are still leading the pack when it comes to the rankings and being first in the Coastal Division. And like you mentioned, Ken, it's just time to start hopping on the bandwagon. It's time to feel good about the heels. They're doing the damn thing. And, you know, they beat Duke and a Duke having a good season. They beat Miami, but still having that top spot for Carolina is going to be essential as they go down the stretch, especially as they face a really good running back in Izzy Abinaconda going into homecoming weekend for them in week nine. Um, you know, this this UNC team is interesting because this is what we expected the team to look like last year. I mean, a, a quarterback blowing everything out the water, the defense, you know, they are they're there. Doing they exist. Enough. Yeah, doing enough. Are they though? Are they though? Or are yes. they 
They are. I, I, what I'm saying is Drake May is, is carrying that team. He put that team on his back. You, him, he can't possibly. Him down. The way Sam Howell put the team on his back, literally, physically, and, like, played her beyond. Drake May is doing enough, but there are two – like, UNC defense is doing, doing a good job. Enough. The man has the uh, – he's a I'm top say, – I'm saying he's doing really well, but we can't say that he's been all of it because he hasn't had, like, a perfect – every single game has been perfect. Virtually, the man has an 89 QBR. QBR okay. is between one and 100. I'm just trying to give you a defensive love, okay? That's all I'm trying to do. Listen, I'm, I'm a do. defensive guy. I love giving yeah. defenders love. I hate giving quarterbacks love, but that's why I hate this Drake May kid. I, I hate him because he's a Tar Heel, and I keep having to give him love, and he's a quarterback. It's disgusting. <laughs> I wish I could say that Downs was the secret sauce and that one of those backs was the secret sauce, but it's been – I mean – through the air on the ground, he's their leading passer. He's their leading rusher. He he has been this offense, and let's be real, this offense has been this team. So you know, uh, you're you have a, a defense that's one of the worst in the conference, and yet, and yet, much like Wake Forest last year, time after time, you look up and you're like, huh, that May kid pulled it out again at the end. So you're basically trying to say that Carolina is going to be flawed in the end and get exposed pretty badly, whoever they face in late division, which, you know, is clearly going to be Clemson. I, I disagree. I, huh. I very strongly disagree. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. If that offensive line can hold up, if Mac Brown can what? The offensive line is doing a good job. What are we talking about? You I'm mean not, against Clemson's defense? Yes. That, Clemson's defense is different. Plenty of offensive lines that have looked good all year went up against Clemson and all of a sudden – they were getting run through like a crash dummy. It was bad for plenty of Go ahead and expose your team. Talk about yourself. I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> offensive line, look, I'll give you a prime example. Against Florida State, I told everybody, yeah. NC State gets one more stop, they'll win the game. Everybody said, Ken, you're crazy. Florida State has three timeouts. We, we won't be able to get a first step. We'll have to get a ball back. I said, I don't believe you. This NC State offensive line will lean on them, get 10 yards, and that'll be the end of the game. They did. They did. Against Syracuse, the only thing that kept NC State in the game was their offensive line, that running game, and all that good stuff. So um, the reality is they Clemson has seen plenty of good offensive lines that they made look really bad. And it's, okay. not, it's not just NC State. Um, there, were, there were times where Hartman was under a little bit of duress as well back there. So um, I feel like if, if Mac Brown follows the recipe – Keep bodies in the block, Mac. You do not need your running backs going out for – keep them in. Anyway, <clears throat> if they follow the recipe, I think that they could end up ACC champs and in the New Year's Bowl. Ooh, wouldn't we love to see it? Okay, that's I good. And I would be disgusted. Why would you be disgusted? I would crying. If, you, if, if, <laughs> any saw, if any ACC fans are fans of Euphoria, how Cassie was throwing up and crying in that pool, that would be me. I would definitely – just be sitting there disgusted with with what I've seen uh, because it it you're right it should have been said it's it's, you. it it should have been me it should have been me it, it, we were supposed to have a quarterback who was all world all everything and now look the cycle repeats itself it's just that our quarterback got hurt outright and you know is done for the season but regardless the 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 cycle repeats itself let it out boo let it out all right we have another good here Virginia wins their first ACC game of the season. Let's give it up one time. I wish I had a fake clapper to give it up. Listen, it might have been against Georgia Tech, but it's listen, it's a start. You got to win one. That's not a good for me because I had Georgia Tech being my secret breakout team this year. (laughs) 
Well, you know, they are playing with the interim coach, like you said. Like, it's kind of embarrassing that the fact that people are still getting – they're getting dubs with an interim coach. I mean, I'll tell you what. They're still – they still hold the tie break over Duke, which means at 2-2 two and two in conference play, they're still second in the Coastal. So, you know, yeah. it may not be saying much, but it's saying something. It's saying, something. <laughs> it's um, saying a little more than what it could. Exactly, exactly. Uh, my my second good uh, for the Coastal would be, I, and I hate to say this because, you know, it's, it might end up costing me a good chunk of money, but uh, those boys out there in Durham, they're doing their thing. They're, they're finding I've Candace has recruited me to join the Elko Love Train, and I'm not quite there yet. Not quite oh, there oh, yet. Okay, okay, one gun, one gun, one gun. Not quite there. <laughs> Okay. However, Duke needs some love. They deserve some love. And uh, they, yeah. they're they my good for the week. Um, I know, you know, Miami players that go to the NFL are just the most arrogant human beings that you will ever see. And I know that a lot of them, you know, I said, I'll be crying and shaking and throwing up. Oh, a lot of them, I know they turned their TV off and said, them ain't no damn canes. Them ain't no hurricanes. fact that a Duke Blue Devil player, and I'm going to put his name out there because we don't even want that broke the U when he held it up and snapped it. That lets y'all that I would not I would go back to the locker room after that. I wouldn't even want to play. I take my helmet off. Coach, take me out. Take me out. Give me I'm gonna pull one of what's my boy? I'm gonna pull Robbie Anderson. Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Like let's I just I don't even feel like playing no more. This is ridiculous. Yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and that 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 Duke team again they're they're getting it done. They're getting it done. They've had some surprising letdowns but the, the question becomes, you know, how bad is Miami? What's going on there? It's fun that you say that. As we move on to the bad, and hold on one second. Hold that thought, Mr. Gibbs. All right, guys, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall is in fall in the ranks. But when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can say big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving 40% listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it, I love it, and you'll love it too because it simply said your safety is not is is the only thing that matters. All right, with 24 hour 24/7 professional monitoring when a threat is detected, simply safe monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home even if you're away or unable to respond. Don't miss a chance to save big when you protect your home with the best get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com/lockedontoday customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. So simply safe, S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash lock on college. There's no safe like simply safe. All right, rocking and rolling. Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolf Tide talking about GBU Tuesday. He is a special guest here on the Tuesday show. Normally it is JJ Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils. We'd love to get his insights on how the Blue Devils are doing. But hey, one step closer to win number six, and that's a hundred. That's three hundred dollars in my pocket because not only do I have a bet from Kenton Gibbs with the 150, but I also got Drizzy Drake who decided to chime in because he didn't believe either. And I'm just saying, maybe going into next season, fellas, don't doubt me when I'm sitting here telling you about some dark horses. But there was one team that I was absolutely wrong about, said that they were going to win the Coastal, said they had a fighting chance, said they had the great coaching staff, all Tyler Van Dyke, all the horses in the stable, just did just enough to really be in this crazy Coastal cost some chaos and maybe step up to the plate. Unfortunately, I won't. I'm gonna. I was gonna put them in the ugly, but we can talk about them being bad. I'm just gonna say Miami. What in earth is going on? 
Manny Diaz is looking like we want to call home. Like, just, hey, big head man. I cannot believe we could possibly want to, hey, big head Manny Diaz. But here we are. I mean, a loss <laughs> to Duke and a loss to Middle Tennessee State will do that to you, you know? I mean, not a, it wasn't just a loss. 45 to 21, that's a spanking. That's a spanking. I mean, I, I, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Again, if you tell a Miami player that you're going to lose those games, they wouldn't believe you to start off with. But if you tell them you're going to lose those games by a combined score of 90 to 52, they would, think, home. They would think that you were out of your mind. They would at think, home. You know, I, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Ask some pride about you. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, okay? I, I think that it is – it's very interesting to see, like, how far can this team drop? Because this wasn't supposed to be a rebuild. This was not supposed to be like a, uh, hey, you're coming into the cupboards being super barren. And, yes, they've had injuries in the backfield. Absolutely. They've had a lot of backs hurt. They had their, their best receiver get hurt and all that. Your this was working. supposed to be the same season that Mike Elko is having while we're playing. This was supposed to be the. I disagree. It was supposed to be better than Elko. They were supposed to have a season. They were supposed to have a season in North Carolina's having right now. That this was supposed to be their season. They were supposed to a really good quarterback, borderline defense, and just keep winning. Exactly because the defensive line is anchored by transfers who are dominating. By the way, the transfers on the defensive line are just massive gets for Miami, but their offense. I mean, for Christ's sake. More turnovers than a good bakery last game. What was it? Eight of them? Like Jesus Christ! What? Just because, uh, just because Cristobal took away the turnover chain doesn't mean you throw them to get it back. Doesn't mean you fumble the ball to get the chain back. The chain's gone. It's gone. Like, accept that. It, but see, turnovers are fundamentals to me. Like to me, that's just in your head. You don't have the right, you know, whatever you got going on. Turnovers happen, of course, but to me, to have eight turnovers, that's discipline. That's just not understanding what ultimately the game is, ball security. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not saying you're wrong there. All I'm saying is this you lose five fumbles, you throw three interceptions. Who are you gonna beat with that? Who? Who do you expect? What game do you expect to win with eight? Turnovers. They could be Miami of Ohio at this point. Man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you <laughs> what. I, whew, I, you know, yeah. at this point, I don't like piling on. So, like, I don't even want to talk to the Miami fans no more. But don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're piling on to them because this is the same group of fans that be up in our YouTube comments talking about, y'all just wait. Y'all just wait. Mario gonna get a deal. He gonna get that racks going. He gonna make the turn this team around to you. Is that blah 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 blah? Y'all, you know that's what they be. They be on our head. If I'm if I'm a pile on, I'm gonna do it the kindest way possible. Somebody said of the Denver Broncos, "Don't worry, Broncos. Russ will figure it out. And if he doesn't, he has 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, and 2028 to do so." Well, if I'm gonna go in that same spirit, let me look up Crystal Ball's exact contract here, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, when I'm when I'm in a 10 year contract, it's well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, Mario Cristobal has until about 2032 to figure it out. So don't worry, Miami fans, I'm sure he will by then. <laughs> I can't stand you. I say they're gonna give him till 2024. 
I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Vast improvement. They better, they, we were supposed to be going, not only just bowls, we were supposed to be competing for New Year's Six type bowls. We were supposed to be having a conversation of Miami potentially being in college football playoff conversation. So the fact that we're still on the cusp of even being bowl eligible is real shaky. I'll, I'll tell you this. This, in all seriousness, I understand that sometimes you got to like tear it all down and start over again. I get that, you know? And so Mario may have that excuse. But also Miami fans and the 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 Miami brass, the AD, the people who put this uh, coaching staff together, all that good stuff, they have to take a look at themselves and say, with the way that we got rid of Manny, if we get rid of Mario that quickly as well, if we get rid of him after two to three years as well, um, there's going to be some problems. There's well, I also yes, I agree to that, but I also wonder too. How much of his very disciplined, regimented, military style damn near has hindered what is a very flashy, fun, exciting culture and atmosphere for the Hurricanes, right? Like, yes, it's fun to win and then you can celebrate like that. But you're not Nick Saban and this is not a machine. Like, Miami has been known for it's flashy. They do well and they like when they're excited, when they have turnover tents, when they do feel like, you know, there is some fun about their program. So I'm wondering if maybe he needs to just like loosen the reins just a little bit. I mean, I I'll, I'll tell you this: Miami has historically performed the best when they have player coaches, uh, when they have you know coaches that are known for letting the players be themselves and and do what they do and all that. But I I don't know I don't know what the answer is here because again you if you tell Mario change who you are as a head coach, you're asking him to change yeah. what got him here. And as the old Frank Sinatra song goes, don't forget who bought you to the dance. Like at the end of the day, you got back to Miami doing things a certain way. Do you change that slightly? Maybe, possibly. But do you change a lot of it to say, you know what? Sure, we'll bring the turnover chain back. We'll bring, you know, all the things back. I think the touchdown ring and all that was too far. I think that was way too far. I love the chain when it first started, but the ring and all that was like, all right, too much, too much, too fast. Let's slow this thing down. But anyway. Um, yeah, this is, I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, but I do know that Miami has to give Chris the ball at least four years, unless he just looks completely inept, unless he just looks like he doesn't know what's going on, which there have been some times where like, you can talk about the players and what they have and haven't done, but there's also been some game management moments that are like, um, Mario, what are you doing? Young man? What's going sure. on? Here? And I mean, the same way we extend grace. Well, I extend grace to Dino Babers, and there was at times during the Clemson game where I was like, ain't nobody blame but you, big dog, and I love and I hate it for you. And the fact that they're winning so much, you kind of mask over the flaws that we've seen the past couple years. For Mario, maybe if they start winning again, we'll you know start masking over the flaws. But you know, I think what's tough is Tyler Van Dyke, you know, he went out during the game. Hopefully he'll be able to make it back. But it's if we all say you're not a coach with you're not a QB whisperer. And that's pretty much the prime position here in not only the ACC, but in college football. It's going to be hard for people to really get behind the Hurricanes. You know, I'll I'll say this. This is a, a situation where um, at the end of the day, it has to be next man up. We have seen multiple teams have to play with their backups. We saw Wake Forest start off the season playing with their backup uh, because of Sam Hartman and blood clots. We saw NC State have to go with Jack Chambers due to a season-ending injury. Miami, we saw you pull your guy. You pulled your guy before he got hurt. You pulled him before. So 
there needs to be a backup that is ready to, even if you don't do amazing things. That is why I show a lot of love to Jack Chambers. He has not been some magnificent baller like we've never seen before. He's carried the water. He's, you know, tread water well enough to keep the team in games, to give them a position or to give them an opportunity to win it. I mean, Miami's quarterback, that that backup was, oh, he, he did Garcia? not. Garcia? He did not. Garcia did not put <laughs> them in position. He, he had a tough go. He, he had did. a tough go. He did. He did. But he's also, isn't he a true freshman as well? Is he? I or think is he, he a transfer from Florida. Oh, okay. transfer from Florida. Okay. Don't, well, give me, don't give me the lie. I got I to gotta do my homework on that one, but. Either way it goes, I think that he's a young guy, hasn't had much, a lot of playing experience and all that. Welcome to yeah. the ACC, rookie. Congratulations. I never thought I'd be saying welcome to the ACC game was Duke, but here we are. Um, so with that in mind, it is it is what it is. Um, it's one game. You know, get the job done going forward. Absolutely. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs will help you get those candidates by going to helping you post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Terms and conditions do apply, but I strongly suggest you guys use LinkedIn. Don't sleep on it. It's a great way to make some connections, lifelong friends, people who have jobs that you definitely want to keep in mind as you're going through your careers. So we're wrapping up the show here with Ken Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. And just so we all know here, we have good, bad, and ugly, but it seems like we piled on a little heavy for the Miami Hurricanes, and that gives us a little ugly. But I will say, Pitt losing to Louisville, it's a little bit ugly to me. Free Izzy. Free Izzy. <laughs> they got my boy locked up. Free Izzy. Till it's backwards. I really feel like, you know, Pat Narduzzi coming out with some transfer guys wanting to transfer and all the things. It just it feels like they're coming undone a little bit over there in uh, Pittsburgh, especially considering they're supposed to be the defending champs. I, I told everybody Keaton Slovis wasn't the guy and all the same Pitt fans that act like I said that their mom was everything but a good Christian. When I said that uh, Kenny Pickett wasn't a first round quarterback, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they said, "Oh, you're just a pit hater." I well, love him. Kenny had a good game last night during listen, the, against the Miami Dolphins. Listen, I love Narduzzi. I do. Mm-hmm. I love Narduzzi. He's a he was a Michigan State guy. He was, yeah. he was part of what made Michigan State really good when they were going to the playoff and doing all the things. Love me some Narduzzi. I love me a defensive. Hey, I am who I am. I don't change for nobody. Y'all adjusting me. I love that about him. I love me some Narduzzi for Pitt fans to come after me like this. Oh, I'm shocked and appalled. But it's all right. It's all love, baby. It's all love. I told y'all Keaton Slovis wasn't the guy. I told you he wasn't the guy. I told you he was not that guy. I told you USC's problems were not external to him. It was not, oh, there's all these problems. And then there's poor little Keaton doing his best and carrying that team. We have seen players carry much worse teams if they are talented at that quarterback position. Yeah. I mean, six. Yeah, I was gonna say sixteen for twenty nine hundred fifty eight yards. The only he did not have any touchdowns on the day. Two interceptions, <laughs> like a thirty two and a half QBR, is insane. Yeah. Against, against, insane. Louisville. against Louisville, against Louisville, Malik Cunningham 
looked like, you know, Lee Cunningham of old, but it's just tough because that pit defense is always going to be good. They've gone through their things, but it's just, you can only do so much when you have a bad offense, especially in today's game. You can only do so much. I always tell people that guys on the other side of the ball are on scholarship too. You can try to say all day and night, well, it's the defense's job to stop it. And guess what? For every defender you have, there's an offensive guy who has a scholarship. For every defensive coordinator you have that's getting paid big bucks, guess what? There's an offensive big brain guy that's getting paid big bucks. At some point in time, your offense needs to balance it out. And not only does your offense need to balance it out, your offense has to be either truly dominant in the one thing they do well or good enough in that that one area to to get things off if it's not balanced. And they were loading that box up. I mean, that box was more loaded than some checkers fries in 08. And yet, and yet, they still could not throw the ball to save their lives. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I told you he wasn't. There is nothing more embarrassing than loading the box and then being like, I dare you to throw. I dare you. I dare you to throw. Double dog dare you. Double dog (laughs) dare you to throw the ball. And you know what he did? He he accepted the double dog dare and threw the ball to them twice. He threw dots to the ops. You hate to see it. You hate to see a dot to the ops, the easy interception. He threw it. Slovis was out there throwing that ball, had me thinking Louisville was his receivers. Embarrassing. But it's just like, dog, what was you what were you thinking when you were going through your reads? I know you won't think it. Can't be. Can't be thinking. Again, it's it's a it's a sad moment. But um again, I I think with the, the with the um with the abolition of of conferences or of divisions, uh, I think that this is a, a situation where, you know, this was a good time to have kind of a down year anyway, because like after this, this is where the heat really ratchets up and like, you got to be the best of the best now. It doesn't matter which side you're on. You don't, you don't get to lean on that. Oh, we're in the coastal. It's going to be chaotic. Any of us could win it. You don't get yeah. to lean on it anymore. You don't get to lean yeah. on your second best team being below 500 overall. You don't get to yeah. lean on that anymore. Now you got to go out there and win yourself some ball against a coastal. I mean, hey, which honestly, at the end of the day, it could be good and bad for the lower tier teams in the Atlantic in terms of like y'all are going to have to step up too. Everyone talks about how good they've got it and how bad these other teams are, but now everyone's in the mix, so it's kind of just hands up. I think it's going to be very top heavy going into next season because we're going to start out being like, all right, let's see how this all plays out. But I'm very interested to see if it's you know automatically you know the top four teams are all Atlantic or how you know the the cookies crumble, but either way it goes, I'm certainly excited to see do away with divisions because yeah. frankly, it's, it's been a rough coastal year. If we can be yeah, honest. I, and that's, and that's uh again, we've already talked about this team and I hate to, to pile on them. Uh, but <laughs> my, my ugly, again, going, before back, piling, before going, going back to eight turnovers <laughs> is absolutely unacceptable. You can never have that. Um, with that being said, again, it's year one, it's year one. So Mario's going to get some grace. It's year one. But, Should he get grace? Because Mike Elko is winning five. He about to be on C. He about to be both L's. Please, please okay. listen. Okay. I'm gonna say okay. this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Elko has done a phenomenal, not a good, not a decent, a phenomenal job with those boys at Duke. That's yeah. If every team expects that, y'all are gonna be getting rid of some very good coaches way before you should. It's like saying, well, look at the Giants and what they're doing in year one. If every team in the NFL isn't doing that in year one, you need to get rid of your coach. Okay. All right. 
You know who didn't do what what uh, Dable is doing in year one? Sean Payton didn't. He didn't do that in year one. And look how. But the ball goes. one time, but the big boys in the ball heads. Okay, period. Don't don't play with my Giants. You just had to throw them in there. But we're doing just on fine. Unexpectedly great. But that, that's what I'm saying. You can't, yes. you can't give that mm-hmm. number one. The season ain't over. It's a 17 game season. But even beyond but, that, even if even if this sustains and carries, and they go on to become one of the best teams in the league, you cannot expect that out of every new head coach, especially new head coaches that are getting put into uh, situations that aren't exactly parallel to that one. You okay, can't. Okay, we're talking about your Lions. That's a perfect. That's a perfect. Worry about uh, yourself, sister girl. I told everybody. I told everybody that Jared Goff wasn't the guy. I told everybody that he fooled him with coaches. a couple. Let's talk about coaches. Uh, that team, that Lions roster, is devoid of talent. In the NFL, you cannot win if you do not have a lot of talent. What's my need? What's my need? Chew the knees off. What's his name? Dan. 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 <laughs> Why? Leave Dan Campbell alone. Leave leave Dan Campbell alone. Because he ain't got nothing to do with this. He ain't got nothing to do with it. Again, he he probably has Pat Narduzzi energy in terms of wanting to win, being a defensive guy, being all in, all the things. Yeah, sometimes this doesn't go in your favor. Dan Campbell was a tight end who coached tight ends and then special teams. Okay. Listen, I am telling you this, all right? I'm all I'm saying is this. Enough Mm -hmm. about my lines. We ain't got to talk about my lines right now. We ain't got to talk about that. Okay. What we're talking about right now is a lot of teams are seeing their coaches struggling year one. Virginia Tech, they're seeing their coach go through it. That man has been through the wire, although they do have a very good chance at an upset this Thursday, but you didn't hear that from me. They That team has gone through the wire. Yeah, They have seen it all in terms of looking god-awful. And yet, you're sitting here, Are you really saying that Virginia Tech is going to beat NC State? I, I'm saying they have a better chance than people are giving them. That 14-point line should not be 14 points. All right. Well, that's the wrong show for this. Go ahead and finish us out, please, so we can go home. All I'm saying is he's having a terrible go at it in year one. Give him time. So is Tony Elliott. The other coach in the state of Virginia, Tony Elliott, having a terrible go at it in year one. Give him time. All of these guys that are having bad year ones, don't y'all go looking at Elko to say, the blueprint is the standard is the standard. Okay, sure, sure. And you gonna the standard is your st- the standard your way right out of something great. At the hey, end there are plenty of, day, of coaches that are making millions of dollars doing nothing right now. And, and that's what the, at the end of the day, there is there are situations where like, all right, we've given this coach enough leash, we've given this coach enough rope, it's done. I don't want any yeah. sure. There are also situations where you have not given a coach adequate time, adequate resources, and they came into where the cupboards were as barren as barren could be, and you expected them to make chicken salad out of chicken scratch. And it's just, that's not how it works. That's fair. All right, Ken Gibbs, we could talk about Coastal all day long, but we are running out of time here. Can you please remind the folks of where they can find you and follow all of your work and really find out what do you want to talk about with this NC State Virginia Tech game coming up this week? I know y'all ain't got tired of seeing me yet, right? We got seven straight episodes in to seeing this beautiful face. I know y'all are still excited to talk to me. So if you want to talk to me some more. Oh, look at that. The screen's going out. The screen's going out. Oh, wow. Go go on and go on and follow me wherever you are listening to this or watching this at Locked On Wolfpack. Um, that is where you can find the Locked On Wolfpack podcast. And you can find t- me at TGIF underscore Ken on Twitter. Please be aware you're getting Kenton the man, not the sports broadcaster's name. 
Love to see it. Guys, come back tomorrow. We will have weekly reads and rankings with AJ Black. I'm sure he has some pretty low totem people, and we can already guess if we have not piled on enough for certain teams. And we'll talk about some Trap Game Thursdays with Alex Dino, and then end the week, of course, with the best bets of week nine with Drizzy Drake. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.